Hey there, everyone. Here we are at lesson 134. Let me perceive forgiveness as it is. Because up to this point, we really have no idea whatsoever. We just have whatever we learned a long time ago, and it is entirely false. So now this lesson is going to try to get us straight about this. So it begins. Let us review the meaning of forgive, for it is apt to be distorted, indeed, and to be perceived as something that entails an unfair sacrifice of righteous wrath, a gift that's unjustified, it's undeserved, and it's a complete denial of the truth. After all, we're very sure we know who the bad ones are, who the good ones are, and we have this handled. Well, in such a view, forgiveness must be seen as some eccentric folly, and this course appear to rest salvation on a whim, because you see, it rests on forgiveness. And if you think that's what forgiveness is, you think, I pretty much don't want to have anything to do with this. We think it's pardoning. We think we're unfairly dealt with if we have to overlook someone else's big bad behavior, or we just think we're condoning bad behavior. Well, this twisted view of what forgiveness means can be easily corrected if we can accept the fact that pardon is not asked for what is true. It is limited only to what is false. The behavior package of us is not the truth of us. So it says forgiveness is just irrelevant to everything except illusions, except the hallucinations. Remember I told you earlier on about my brother and his hallucinations with his Parkinson's disease at the end of his life, and he saw all sorts of people in the room. Well, they weren't in the room. So the idea of letting go of that being ridiculous isn't so. That would be very reasonable to let go of thinking you're interacting with an imaginary something in the room. So truth is love's creation. And to pardon that is meaningless. It makes no sense. All truth belongs to love, reflects those laws, radiates love. You see, all of this is oneness. It's all a package deal. It's all joined, although that word makes it sound like two things have come together. So let's just stick with one. And it would take two to be unfairly dealt with. You've got to have a victim and you've got to have a villain if you're going to deal with grievances. Okay, so does this need pardon, this idea of love itself? How can you forgive the sinless and the eternally benign? So once again, it reiterates the major difficulty that you find in genuine forgiveness, that genuine letting go of grievances, is that you still believe you're forgiving the truth and not the illusions. You still think that the behavior is more important than the presence of somebody. So we conceive of pardon as a vain attempt to look past what is really there, overlooking the real truth in an unfounded effort to deceive yourself by making an illusion true. We are not really in this hallucination. We appear to be, but we're not. This twisted viewpoint just reflects the whole that the idea of sin, of committing a crime that can't be repaired, so to speak, retains in our minds as we regard ourselves. Okay, 
In other words, what we really want is the so-called best of both worlds, where we can pretend like we're separate and we also can be innocent. Now, because you think your sins are real, it seems like pardon is a deception because it is impossible to think of sin as true. In other words, sin is something where reality is really changed and altered for the worse and not believe that forgiveness is a lie. So forgiveness is really but a sin or a crime And here's why we would believe forgiveness would have to be a crime. Because it would say the truth is false, smiles on the corrupt as if it were blameless. It's delusional in what it thinks it can accomplish. It would see as right, the plainly wrong, and the loathsome as the good. In other words, that would certainly be a lie if sin was real, if sin really had ruined something. So this just makes you crazy, trying to pardon when we have no idea what's really going on. And it says this pardon is no escape in this view. It's just a further sign that sin is unforgivable. In other words, we don't see it as error. We see this as something that has substantively changed the truth. That's what we think sin is. So at best, we want to conceal it or deny it, call it another name, but pardon is a treachery to the truth of all this wrongdoing. Guilt can't be forgiven. This is all what the ego believes. If you sin, your guilt is everlasting. You see, this keeps the ego feeling secure and continuous. Guilt is the ego's food because so it's not going to begin to be interested in letting this go. That's why it's not interested in forgiveness or letting go of grievances. It loves the grievances. Those who are forgiven from the view their sins are real are just mocked and twice condemned, first by themselves for what they fear they have done, and once again by my pardon, which says, yep, you really did it, but because I'm better than you are now, I'm just going to be okay with it. It is sin's unreality that makes forgiveness natural, wholly sane, a deep relief to those who offer it, a quiet blessing where it's received. See, remember, giving and receiving are the same. It does not countenance illusions, but it just says, this isn't real. It collects them lightly with a little laugh, gently lays them at the feet of truth, where they disappear. In a hallucination, nothing is actually happening. This is all an imaginary thing. Forgiveness is the only thing that stands for truth in this world of illusions. It sees the nothingness, looks straight through all the forms in which this nothingness may appear. It looks on lies, but it's not deceived. It does not heed the self-accusing shrieks of sinners mad with guilt. The Course assures us we have been driven insane by our guilt. We are so terrified of what it seems like we have actually done to ourselves and others. So it says the truth just looks on these things with quiet eyes, merely says, my brother, what you think is not the truth. You see, everyone's bad behavior, yours, mine, and everybody else, is driven by this belief in guilt. The strength of pardon is its honesty. 
It's not corrupted. It sees illusions as illusions, not as the truth. And it's because of this that it becomes the undeceiver. That's a word I think they made up. In the face of lies, the great restorer of the truth. It just has the ability to overlook what's not there. (laughs) It opens up the way to truth, which has been blocked by these dreams of guilt. You see, these separate forms of everyone and everything is just simply a dream. We are just absolutely not harmed by what happens in dreams. So it says, now you're free to follow in the way true forgiveness, just the letting go of grievances, opens up to you. For if one brother has received this gift of you, the door is open to yourself. If you choose not to accuse another person, and that accusation will always be based on his behavior or his words, not on his own presence, So if you decide not to do that, okay, the door is open to you. So there's a simple way to find this door to true forgiveness and perceive that it is open wide in welcome to you. When you feel you're tempted to accuse someone of sin in any form, sin means they basically ruined the truth. They basically committed a real crime. Then don't allow your mind to dwell on what you think he did, for that is self-deception. Ask yourself, would I accuse myself of doing this? And you might say, yes, I would accuse myself of doing this because you think you still need to punish yourself. But the right answer is, No, I don't want to accuse myself of this. This is not denying that your behavior can be awful sometimes, but it says it's time to stop punishing myself for my mistakes and allowing them to be corrected instead. So, okay, if you will do this, if you will choose to see all of these crimes very differently, you'll see alternatives for choice in terms that make this choosing meaningful and will keep your mind as free of guilt and pain as God himself or love itself intended it to be and as it actually is in truth. You see, we're always talking about ourselves and not someone else because what you see in other people is what you fear is so in you. So if you let it go there, you've let it go period. So it's only lies that would condemn. In truth is innocence, the only thing there is. Forgiveness, remember, which is releasing grievances, stands between illusions and the truth, between the world you see, our normal world of time and space and separate things, and that which lies beyond between the hell of guilt and heaven's gate. In other words, releasing grievances is the doorway we have to walk through or the barrier that must be passed. In other words, grievances are causing the wall to be here. Obviously, releasing grievances allows us to move. So then it continues on. Across this bridge, which is this choice to release grievances and the sense of separation, As powerful as love which laid its blessing on it are all dreams of evil and hatred and attack brought silently 
to the truth. They're not kept to swell and bluster and to terrify the foolish dreamer who believes in them. When we're hallucinating, we think it's real and we are terrified. And now we're being gently awakened from this dream by understanding what we thought was there never was. We simply don't see it anymore. And in our world of time and space, once you've let go of the grievances of some particular kind of behavior of yours, you just don't see it anymore. It's interesting. I don't know why this just occurred to me, but when I was pregnant, it seems like I saw pregnant women everywhere. When I wasn't, it seems like I never saw a pregnant woman again. It's like it's that selective perception thing. And now it says, he, which is really us, cannot feel that all escape has been denied. Then it refers back to the third person. He does not have to fight to save himself. This he really is us. So I'm going to say we. We don't have to kill the dragons, which we thought pursued us. And we don't need to erect heavy walls of stone and iron doors we thought would make us safe. We can remove this ponderous and useless armor made to chain our minds to fear and misery. See, trying to keep safe when we think we deserve to be punished just terrifies us. So now our step can be light, and as we lift our feet to stride ahead, a star is left behind, pointing the way to those who follow. In other words, those who are still asking questions. Forgiveness has to be practiced, for this world cannot perceive its meaning. We don't get it that it's the releasing of our grievances. And we've been told before that forgiveness has to be practiced because it is not inherent in our minds. And it does not provide a guide to teach you its beneficence. That is, the world does it. So there's no thought in all the world that leads to any understanding of these laws, nor the thought, capital T thought, the loving thought that it reflects. Forgiveness is as alien to this world as is your own reality. We are aliens here. And yet, it joins your mind with the reality in you, with the reality in us. So this wall of grievances has to go. So today we're going to practice true forgiveness, that the time of joining, the time of recognizing oneness is no more delayed because we want to meet our reality in freedom and in peace. So our practicing becomes the footsteps that light up the way for others to follow to this reality that we all share. In other words, what serves one of us serves everyone. So that we can accomplish this, we're asked to give a quarter of an hour, 15 minutes, twice today, and spend it with the guide, our intuitive inner sense that actually understands forgiveness and was sent to teach this to us. So ask of him, which is just ask of your intuition, ask with a quiet mind, what is forgiveness? I really do want to recognize what it is. Then, and here's the specific of the exercise, choose one brother as your intuition directs and catalog his sins, all these things one by one as they cross your mind. So don't dwell on any one of them, but realize that you're using all his offenses 
but to save the world from all ideas of sin. In other words, this person, with whatever is the matter with them, as far as you're concerned, is the gift, the teaching element. So consider all the evil things you thought of him, and each time ask yourself, would I condemn myself for doing this? Do I want to be miserable about this from now on? I hope the answer is, no, I don't want to be miserable anymore. So let him be free from all the thoughts of sin you had in him, because they are actually the thoughts you're holding against yourself. These are the grievances against yourself you're seeing in this other person. And if you do this, you're now prepared for freedom. If you've been practicing with willingness and honesty, you should be able to sense a little lifting up a lightening of weight across your chest, a deep and certain feeling of relief. And so in the remaining time, just try to experience the escape from all the heavy chains you sought to lay upon your brother, but were actually laid upon yourself. Remember, you're just looking out there at what you were doing internally to yourself. Forgiveness should be practiced through the day because there are going to be many times when you forget its meaning and you're going to attack yourself, you're going to attack others. And when this occurs, allow your mind to just see through this hallucination as you tell yourself, let me perceive forgiveness as it is. Would I accuse myself of this? Nope, I'm not going to lay this chain upon myself. Remember, if you chain yourself, you chain your children, you chain those you love the most, you chain the whole world. Are you sure you want to do that? In everything you do, remember this. No one is crucified alone, yet no one can enter heaven by himself. In other words, crucifixion is related to our separated state. Obviously, heaven refers to our joined state. Everything we do affects everything. Have a really wonderful practice. These are particularly long and important lessons right here, but this is what's coming up next. So here we are. Have a beautiful day. Bye.